0: The backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is the big and wild outdoors. <laughs>
1: Wake her up or... Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brady Gun. Vince Noble's back. What's up?
2: We missed you. COVID-free. I, I mean, we said, we're supposed to say that. It's in my show notes right here. Yeah. Say that you miss Vince. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry. Man. All warm and fuzzy. Thanks, yeah, guys. Well, it was nice that you came up negative and then still didn't show up for work, so that's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't want to bring
3: in the sniffles. Uh, oh, the sniffles. Oh, now you care about us. Yeah, now it's just <laughs> Sorry, but this morning it was a little.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, and of course Bill George is here. Uh, he's also COVID-free, so we're all good. Uh, we don't care. We don't care about Slick. He's over in his own isolation booth. He's all good over there. He's he's in his own little bubble. So it's it's going to be a good morning. I uh, was in a hurry to get in this morning because I was Facebooking live in it, and uh, when I was coming into the parking lot, and I forgot your damn present. I left, ah. I left. I left it in the trunk, so I'll go around down there and get it during the break. Yeah, no so, worries, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the Daisy Red Rider.
3: Please tell me it's not that can
0: death that Bill had two weeks ago. Oh no, it's no. Com- that can of death's coming back next weekend. Yeah, no, it'll. You uh, keep that
2: away, all right? <laughs> I've should... been told by the. I've been told by the guys here that own this building. You keep that thing away.
1: Well, next weekend we're going to be broadcasting live out at uh, Tampa Bay Sporting Clays for uh, Lori's uh, shoot, her Hooked on Hope uh, shoot out there. Of course, uh, Lori Hall, now Mrs. Lori Hall, married to Brooksy Hall, and uh, they're doing their little charity thing, and it'll be all good. So we hope to uh, see you out there if you're going to come out there and hang out. Uh, We'll be there until whatever. Uh, Vince, on the other hand, is going to jump in his uh, screaming truck and then head back down south to St. Petersburg because he's going to be hanging out with the uh, seashay guys out at the uh, boat show.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. They, yeah, they asked me to come on down, hang out for the weekend. So you know, is that of,
1: why you're on the uh, diety thing? You got to get back in the bikini because you're gonna oh, be out yeah. there on the boats. So. How can
3: I bring my own? No, I actually. Th- <laughs> there's a reason. There's <laughs> you a reason. Bring in your A game. I just recently turned 49. Oh, is that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah I got it. One year. Yeah, happy birthday, happy thank, related birthday. Thank you, thank you. I have one it was year. January, nobody cares. It was December 29th. Hit, yeah, hit, H- nudge, nudge. I, I <laughs> it's too close to Christmas to care. You know I what I mean? I got one year. Before? You got
0: one year before what? Before
3: I hit the big five oh, man. I gotta what get What difference I gotta, does
0: a five oh make?
3: A lot, man. I'm almost dead. No, what the are guy, you talking says about? Says the guy that walked in this morning complaining about every joint in his body hurting. <laughs> hey, my back's killing me. <laughs> oh. nah, That's man. exactly how it went. <laughs> my it, knees, it's, just, uh, it, it's just time to get healthy. Did, it's just I time did. to you know feel better.
1: Well, you know, and, and uh it's always a good time to start at the beginning of the year. So whatever. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all I'm good. all with you, man. We're we're all we're all there. But you know we're it,
0: working for you but anybody want to take bets on when he quits?
1: I think yeah, I think everybody I think they've neglected the not to get off on a tangent here but the the there's two diets that we know absolutely work. One is the teenage diet where you live on nothing but Doritos and Mountain Dew for <laughs> I about, thought you were going to uh, say
2: nothing but teenagers and you're just eating teenagers. <laughs> no,
1: well I guess no, that would it'd be lean it'd be, a, it'd be
3: lean I guess I understand. But yeah, you know,
1: know. Uh, Doritos and Mountain Dews and some sort of sugary product that just keeps you going. Yeah, but all you day. also
3: have to have the you know the the, the, the teenage metabolism. Yeah, yeah.
1: So now you got to go the other way. You have yeah. to go the you got to go the grandpa diet.
2: Yep. Where you, where you know, wh- senior citizens.
1: Where you get up and you eat a half a pound of bacon, smoke a car- half a carton of cigarettes, and you go through a half a bottle of bourbon, and you live to be about nine hundred years pot- old.
3: And two pots of coffee.
1: Exactly. Oh no it's it's about four co- uh, four pots of coffee throughout the day. <laughs> then then you'll make it to see, you know, the next uh, millennium.
3: I actually I actually I, and, it's, and I know it's like way off subject, but I'm doing um like no carbs, You're no doing it. no gluten, no sugar.
1: Oh. So what is that? That's like paleo Basically, keto uh,
3: slash just, I don't uh, know what it is. It's just eating clean. Pack of bologna? No, no processed garbage, no Sugars? No, the only sugar I get sounds from like fruit.
0: canned venison. I, I'm telling
1: diet. you, that sounds like a canned venison diet. I mean, yes. it, it works.
3: Whatever There'd works. There'd be lady. no. Uh, there's no. basically
1: water and salt and <laughs> yep. meat. I mean, I'm nope. drinking
3: my coffee with no sugar. now. I put cream, a little bit of cream in it, and cinnamon.
1: So this That's is it. why you're all hyped up and angry.
4: A
3: little bit.
1: A little hangry. A little hangry. Want me to go hit the snack machine for actually, you? Nah, you? Actually, no, man. I,
3: I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm eating. I'm eating right. I'm not hungry.
0: You know, when I was eating, like, crap, I was hungry all the time.
1: <laughs> well, of course you
0: are. <laughs> so. I understand if that's what you're eating that you don't have an appetite for it, but okay.
1: I, you know, I saw your post on one of your meals this past week, the
3: uh, steak and
1: kale Ooh. and bacon wrap, something oh, or aspar- other.
3: Bacon-wrapped asparagus. I was like,
1: dude, that's awesome food. Why? It's, would- it's a great meal. Yeah. But then you go over and you look at, like, somebody like Mike Mahoney or, you know, he's got, you know... Bacon grease, cheese grits with uh, shrimp and maybe like, some oh. uh, flakes of, uh, of sheep's head <laughs> mixed in or something. You kind of go, yeah, that looks really good. It look good
3: too. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what? That steak, amazing. It it came out so perfect. Did you sous vide? No, I air fried it. What? Air fried. I kid you not. I don't did know. it not look good?
1: Oh, it did look good.
3: It was cut. I marinated it with uh, was it Worcestershire. Teriyaki and just a hint of uh, A1, and then the Chicago style seasoning. Mm -hmm. Let it sit for like an hour and a half. Really? Then I put it in the air fryer for 20 minutes. It crispened the outside and it cooked the inside perfect. You saw how pink it was. Do you
1: know what my mom used to call the air fryer? What? The broiler. Yeah. Basically, the broiler (laughs) in your oven. Does anybody ever use their broiler anymore? I mean, mean for fish, and, you know, my kids love a London broil. You get in there and you. Crust up one side, flip it over, do the other. Yeah,
3: I still, I still use it. But That's it the original out. air fryer. But I'm telling you, though, it was just like, it was the most amazing steak I've had. and I couldn't tell you how long. That's because you made it.
1: It was made with love. Oh, of course. It was delicious.
3: <laughs> uh, hey, listen,
1: I don't know if you might have heard, but uh, there was a case of chronic wasting disease discovered up in Alabama. And so the big red alert went out to anybody who's gotten... Or signed up for the FWC newsletter or anything and if you're not one of those people then you really should uh, go and educate yourself on it. Uh, I know we've talked about it many times on the show when it comes to uh, having to deal with our processors and then things like that that what you need to kind of do to make sure that <clears throat> we keep it out of the state of Florida. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Bill George, but I know it was found in Alabama. They said in the northwestern part of the deer came from up in Alabama. So if you have property, this is what gets me. If you have property that bisects Alabama and Florida state line, if you shoot that deer, then you don't have to go through the same steps as you would if you shot it up there in the northwestern part of Alabama. Correct. Yeah. So if it's in Alabama and the panic button's been pushed, are they going to change legislation? Do you think they'll be steering for any deer, no matter where it bisected from, is going to be? No,
0: I don't think that they'll change that. But what you did see is Alabama went and Alabama had a CWD plan, just like Florida does. Right. When it's not that it will never be detected in Florida. They're trying, just like Alabama said in their public release, they were doing everything they could do to delay the finding of it in Alabama. They had been testing since 2002. They've been doing a lot, looking for it, trying to monitor it. But when it was found, what I found is they went into their emergency plan for that, and they have isolated a two different zones they have a, a core zone where they is the hot spot and then a buffer zone around it but one of the things that i don't know if you noticed what they did they have immediately going into no season limit no bag limit kill any deer any size no antler restrictions you go as a hunter you can kill every single deer on public mm. land when private. does this start uh, it started uh, this week five days ago yeah. Good
1: lord this past Five week. days
0: ago, and but all those deer have to be sent in for testing, yeah. okay, but you could go out there if you if you wanted to fill up Braden's freezer, you could potentially go out there, get access to some of these lands, and go out there and harvest every deer that you want to be able to harvest. They want to
1: try to minimize the damage and the spread, so they just basically opened it up and said. Kill them all, have all day, boys! Kill Let's them all. They'll they'll come back in later on. Don't worry about it. Yeah, be fine. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, if the prion is living in the earth, those new deer that arrive, they're gonna get the, it too. So correct, correct. It, but initially, the they, need to,
0: they need to see how much it is. Yeah, it was one hunter whose deer tested positive, positive. and so they're gonna go out there and quickly look to see: Do I have a bunch of deer that way? try and get people to harvest, but I don't know what percentage of the land up in that area is public versus private, but if your private people don't let you hunt on their land, you're not going to necessarily devoid that area of deer. That's right. All right, so if you go out and you try to eradicate
3: all the diseased deer, how do you stop the disease? I mean, what do you do to...
0: Well, what
1: he's talking about and what what they're looking at is every deer that is killed, it's once they test them and they go, okay, we found five others, but we haven't found anything anymore, then they'll probably come out with an executive order and say, okay, we've killed enough deer. They're doing a survey as well as they're doing uh, cleaning okay, the area. It's kind of like what the FWC assumes that we're going to do with Goliath Grouper when you catch them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like, nope. it's like uh, we're going to assess it. We're going to see how big it is. We're going to weigh it out and maybe see some stomach contents and then... We'll see if we can approve more of them to be killed or less of them to be killed. Yeah. So if they think they've got it nipped in the bud because of the deer that they're testing and they pull out of there, then they they'll feel better about themselves and feel that okay, it's not. But in the like meantime, it, they
0: haven't really done anything to help the spread. Well, there's and stop. nothing they can but, yeah. do.
1: There's nothing they can do except let people go in there and kill everything well, that walks.
0: Well, the first thing is how big is your problem? and and exactly. you only know that by harvesting a lot of animals surrounding the area in which is the one that you found it in.
1: It's like shocking a lake. Okay, you, know, you shock a lake to see just how many invasive species are on the bottom.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, when you shock the deer population they don't it's come dead. Back. Yeah. It's dead. They don't they don't revive and go swim off later. Yeah. But
1: now but you know as an ethical hunter Uh, I know that we're in the winter time, supposedly, you know, up in that area and everywhere else. So there's not going to be too many spotted fawns running around. They
0: shouldn't be there now.
1: They shouldn't be. So, But you are going to have those hunters who ethically will look at it and go, man, that dude, that's like a year. That was born this past spring. I'm not going to zip this guy.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, you're going to have those who say, I'm not going to zip it. Then you have a lot lot of them that zip it. (laughs)
0: But, but that'll work.
1: There's going to be a lot of deer killed.
0: You, you will think? see. But oh, yeah. once, they, once they determine what what the extent of that is, then when you reduce the population, you reduce the interactions between deer, and you reduce the transmission. Exactly. So What's it
3: cost to get an Alabama hunting license? Let's go.
1: It's not bad for a non-resident. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Fort. Stay there. We'll be right here. We'll be back. Okay, here we go. Make it mild outdoors.com. Go check it out. We got a a feeder full of snow this morning (laughs) online. Haven't seen too many critters uh, this early because it is filled with about uh, four inches or so or more of snow.
0: It looks a little chilly. When when the corn drops out of the feeder, they'll they'll be be on top of the snow. I don't know.
1: They'll be back. They were there last night. They were uh, they were there big time. Well, when the feeder dumped it around six, six o'clock, o'clock uh, there were a ton of them. And I was telling Vince, it was pretty amazing to see these big monster bucks come walking in on yeah. the feeder with with snow between their tines that where they were walking and snow along their back. It was I just, so missed it. It was something. Uh, There's just something mm. magical about it.
0: Talking about things in magical tines, did them. you see? Did you see that deer that had a hammock? in its antlers there's always like
1: uh every year <laughs> no, this, there's like a clothesline or a football or a basketball or a soccer you net. see the
2: one that had that was it an elk that had the tire around its the neck only, and...
1: yeah that's well, crazy this that's
0: particular insane. deer had a hammock and it was a big racked buck up in michigan uh that this buck had this antler all tied up with this hammock, and then the snow and the ice and everything was building up on it. It was hard for him to even get around. There was two conservation officers that turned around and (laughs) ended up tackling. One guy, when the deer stumbled and fell, he jumped on top of the deer. The other guy ended up getting in there trying to cut this hammock off, couldn't cut the hammock off because of the frozen ice, ended up having (laughs) to cut the antler off. (laughs) And letting wow. the deer go.
1: Yeah. I've seen so many videos like that. I think the most impressive one was that uh, wildlife officer. I think it was out in the Dakotas. That was the two deer locked up. And uh, one of them was, I think, <clears throat> I can't remember if one of them was dead or one of them was alive. And he went up there and literally shot that, shot the tine and shot it with a rifle, broke it off. And the other deer runs off. And I remember the person who was videoing it was like. Dude, that was a heck of a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty amazing, man. That was a good shot on that one.
3: I'm sure the deer was thinking the same thing.
1: <laughs> and there's a there's always stories like that everywhere all over the place every year. I know that there was a story this past week where a guy, a good Samaritan, uh, was getting a deer out of a fence and as the deer got, got out, it got, he got gored by it, ended up in the emergency room. And uh, I know that... Uh, Mr. Lightsey's brother, same thing happened to him. Big psycho buck got caught in uh, barbed wire. He went over there, wrestled, got the barbed wire off of it, and the, to thank him, the deer punctured a kidney. You know. So yeah. Wait,
2: when do we stop trying to be nice to those animals and just put them out of their misery?
1: You know, I you know it it it's always a feel good story when you see these hunters and people out in the woods that rescue something. It's kind of like a duality. <laughs> Because you see them rescue one deer, and then uh, three days later they got a nice eight point in the back of the truck, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah but got them this time. Well, <laughs> it's, it's just knowing
1: where your where the where your food comes from and knowing the circle of life. It's no big well, deal. Well, with that Michigan
0: buck, it was interesting because they had it all on video of the officer jumping on it and them cutting off the antler. But the interesting part to me was kind of like me when I got this big alligator we're live releasing. It's how do you dismount and get off Once safely. safely <laughs> you know. How do you break up a dog fight? You stand back
1: and go, Stop it. Stop
0: it! Put them in the chokehold. <laughs> hose. A hose is your safest option. No, not even close. I I, I'm know. telling no. you right now, put it in a chokehold. You know, Dogs
2: my... are susceptible to the rear naked choke. I know this for a fact. Yeah, but yeah. we're not a deer, though. Gotta... A
1: deer is a little tougher on that deal. I'm pretty
2: sure they've got a trach, too. So, you know what? You squeeze right up where that head comes around. <laughs> I think we got this. Yeah, Somebody but... get me a deer.
3: We're going to put it in a chokehold. Uh, I was going to say, I want to see this. That,
0: get it a full Nelson. You get it in a chokehold. That was that was outlawed I'll, gra- I'll grab the hind legs and uh... all right bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go go
2: go to fwc tell them we need like a permit so i can go out and choke hold a deer
0: that's, yes. that's
1: an illegal maneuver and uh, yeah you would need a permit illegal to
0: method of take can well, i use a chair <laughs> well
1: speaking uh before the break we were talking about the illegal no actually legal take of the uh, cwd up in alabama and then we'd just like to kind of reiterate if you do not know for people who live in the state of florida uh, remember, those rules went into effect uh, July of last year. Uh, people, if you're going to bring deer back into Florida, it's got to be deboned, or it has to be finished taxidermy mounts, or it has to be clean hides and antlers, uh, skull caps, skulls, teeth. All soft tissue has to be removed before it can be legally yeah. transported back into the state of Florida.
3: Well, you're talking about deboned, and you're getting your meat. Y'all, if you got your coolers and your deers over at Al's, you need to go get it, man. Oh, he's yeah. full. Yeah, he full. he sent out a, he
1: sent out a text message uh, and an email. He sent it to me and he said, "Can you talk about this on the show this morning?" <laughs> and uh, I said, "Sure, we'll, we'll we'll cover your base for you, man," because he's saying, "Look, we appreciate your business and all that kind of good stuff, but if you've uh, if you got a text message or you received a message from us, then what that's telling you is." Come get your stuff. Yeah,
0: there should there should be a um, if you don't pick up within a certain amount of time, you donate the meat to the vegan. That's yeah. What I was <laughs>
1: I, I, maybe that'll work. I don't know. But uh, he literally says, "If you've been texted that your deer is ready to be picked up, please get it picked up asap. Our freezer is full! Exclamation points! Our cooler storage area is full, so please pick up your orders immediately." Monday through Friday, uh nine to six, Sunday, uh Saturday, Sunday, ten to five. I should so you can go get your stuff and please you know tip generously. I don't know. I, I should
2: out. I should have played the Sarah McLaughlin commercial as you were reading that. I know which one you're an talking about. yeah. Now I'm, look I I'm with Bill. If you don't pick up your meat, it, it's coming to the big and wild, like I'm hungry. Vince is hungry. Braden's hungry. Bill, I'm it, not sure Bill even I'm, eats anymore. I'm not hungry.
1: I'll take every bit of that smoked sausage he's got mm. left in a cooler somewhere. Like does
2: he have ground? Does he got ground venison? I love ground venison.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I, ground it's, venison is great. I love it. No, he's it's talking good. about.
3: I just showed him a picture. Toby <laughs> just sent me a koozie, a squirrel cup koozie. <laughs> uh, that seems oh, like something skin. like Steve Austin <laughs> would have. Squirrel <laughs> like, skin.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's pretty good. Uh, but if you do, if you have, if you uh, dropped it off, be courteous, uh, be uh, be forthcoming, and go get your stuff. You can go get it today, Saturday and Sunday this weekend, ten to five. So you got no excuses for not going and getting your stuff. But, I I was one of those that as soon as he would call and text, it was like, get in I was the on car. The way. Get in the car. Where are we going? We're going somewhere. Where are we going? Why are we going across the Skyway, Dad? We, we just wanted to stuff. go to Bush Gardens. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> no, we're going the other way. We're going the back way. I mean, you, you waited that long to get your meat. Why wouldn't you go and get it, right? Come on. Go. You know, I, I got to ask, Al, if there is a waiting
1: period, uh, if there's a certain time limit, um, I mean,
3: if it's the last cooler in the freezer and you ain't picked it up, and I'm closing, guess what? <clears throat> if
1: We've been texted many, many times, and they haven't picked it up. I guess there's got to be a, there's got to be a time limit call on them it. Up.
3: Let's call them up and ask them.
1: I'm just wondering if it's like you like at the grocery store, it's like, how much longer are you going to keep these watermelons over here before you throw them out? No, you know? it's like the storage <laughs> unit.
3: They do the auctions at the storage <laughs> units. <laughs> Start auctioning off the meat. <laughs>
1: Meat Wars, Florida. Storage Wars. (laughs) (laughs) That'd
3: be a great show, actually. Auctioning off coolers full of meat.
1: I'd go to that one.
3: I think I would too, actually.
1: It's been aged properly. Wouldn't you go there, Bill? Or would you just not even participate?
0: Uh, I probably wouldn't go to it, but. uh, Why? You wouldn't. I wouldn't. Why? Why? Because I'd make a deal on the front side and. Oh. Yeah. You shady mofo. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of standing out there with a the great unwashed. I would make a public records request, find everybody on the list and go say, hey, if you ain't going to pick it up, I'll give you uh, $20. I'll go pick it up with your tag and uh, get it on the front side.
1: Jeez, you sound like a repo guy.
3: <laughs> hey. <laughs> You're going to go find out who hasn't paid their property taxes. A repo guy wouldn't call him though. He would just go get it and leave a little note. Sorry. Oh, that's
1: true, too. Yeah, sorry about your car. Maybe you should go contact your uh, lender. You That'd gotta be,
0: work it. Yeah.
1: Well. Anyway, so be careful if you're gonna be up in Alabama, if you're gonna be hunting up in the Florida North uh, area, might yes. I would say that and over there, and then Mississippi too. I mean, now you're thinking if it's in the northwest uh, corner of Alabama, but you know it's. But be... before you know how yeah.
0: we can't bring a deer in to Florida that, from another state with any bone in it. Now in Alabama, no bone can leave that part of the state that so all those deer that are harvested there cannot turn around none of that bone or anything can leave those counties so if you're you're hunting up there then you got to turn around and actually Process your deer there in the that county. Bill, we've got to stop
3: you right now. Hold
0: on, Bill.
1: Oh, <laughs> Hold you, on, Bill. Listen, oh, y'all my y'all God. There the There's the big rack. He <laughs> was there. He, that's
3: O-M-G. the one in the back. He
2: was there last night. He's got that big rack. He's not the biggest. That was there last night, but I remember that rack.
1: No, there's one that shows up. It's got at least 13, 14-inch tines. I mean, Uh it's a huge buck. I just love to see. Look at this boy. Look at how how much snow is on his antlers when he came up. That's insane. And uh, that's pretty cool. It's just something for us Floridians that we don't get to see very often. Big-ass reindeer. Yeah. For Bill George, this is like, eh, snow on Diaz. Seen it forever. Don't worry about it.
0: I'd much rather go out in the woods and actually see something than to watch it on TV. All yeah, the but time. this
1: right here to see this in this ability to uh, in a pair of shorts and a t shirt and not have to <laughs> stand out there looking like the Michelin man, uh which you know you're not gonna get this close to a deer to see it. I mean, those those are two big boys that showed up here at uh what is it, six thirty out there there, yeah. 629? Six twenty nine. Uh.
0: Bigandwild.com, guys. Those, Bigandwild.com. Both of those deer would die. I'm posting from,
1: right now. <laughs> both of them would die. They would seriously. Look how thick that God, boy
3: He is a big boy.
1: All right, go check it out. Go see for yourself. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince, Bill George, and Slick hanging out with you this morning. Um, if you want to call? You can. It's 888 404 404 1010 Taking a break. Thank you, Big and Wild. Thank you, Brandon Ford. We'll be back welcome back everybody it's big and wild outdoors Brayden Vance Bell and Slick hanging out with you this morning give you a little bit of a fast cast if you're still underneath the warm and toasty covers and haven't stepped outside yet uh, believe it or not I'm not believing this Bill George how cold was it at your house this morning what time? My,
0: my, what? What? My, <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> my house was beautiful. I don't know what. temperature What is beautiful? It was. What was the temperature? Uh, it was to the point where it's like, man, do I do I find a long sleeve shirt or can I survive in a short sleeve shirt <laughs> until it warms up? <sighs> which to me, I I'm comfortable. Bill, that's not 40... helping. What was the flipping Le-leaf. degrees? What I
1: asked was the temperature. Uh... I
0: I'd Leave it to it Bill to mess up 40s. the weather. I'd say it was in the low 40s. It was.
1: It was around uh, 40 uh, something degrees, about 48 actually. On the other side over there, where no, you are, but it's, no major wind. No, it's beautiful. It's going to be a nice, wonderful day wonderful today. Day. It's going to be a beautiful day to be out messing around and messing up stuff if you want to. Tomorrow is when the new front comes pushing through. So, for you folks who are out there who are going to go and brave the uh, the waters and maybe do some fishing, actually, this would be a good day to do it because. Do it right today. Now, clear
3: skies, no wind.
1: Two mile an hour wind out there. It'd be a good day to be out there messing around. I'm telling you, they are slandering. I don't know if there's going to be any sheep's head left for my kid.
3: Sheep
0: heads are going like wild.
1: I saw. A don't don't say sl- that.
0: The next thing you know, there'll be more restrictions.
1: There was there was a trio yesterday that posted on social media, and they pulled out some monsters.
3: I, th- I think I, I saw the real big ones. Big, yeah, fatty
1: jobbers, man. I was like, what and where? Where did you get those? I am throwing my kid in the water. <laughs> that's the only thing that's saving them is the water temperature is keeping my kid out and keeping his spear gun out <laughs> of the water. But, uh, it's going to be a beautiful day today. Be in the 70s, low 70s. Again, tonight it's going to be in the uh, 40s, Midland, you know, kind of thing here. Of course, in the on the Pinellas County side, if you're going to go do the beaches, it'll be a blustery Floridian day. But tomorrow is supposed to be the big change. We have another front that's going to be pushing through. And then next week, Monday and Tuesday, it'll be struggling to get up into the low 60s. Burr. Burr. So Bill George won't be showing up in that old loud Hawaiiany, green pinky thingy Ooh, bigger. bigger. I think shirt, I might dude.
0: try and slip out in the woods.
1: That would probably be a good I time think, to I do
0: think it. I, I think maybe Monday... I will turn around and go observe the holiday in the woods.
1: Holiday. What holiday?
3: Ain't no holiday for me. Oh, it's
1: MLK Day. Not for me. Yeah, not for us either. So, yeah, we'll all be working. But anyway, it's going to be beautiful. Even around 5 o'clock, it's going to be in the low 70s. So get out there with your kids and enjoy it. Just remember, it's days like this that you go out on the beach and you think, ah, it's nice and cool, got a little bit of a breeze, and you are cooking. You will cook like a microwave. Oh, yeah,
3: you you need to make sure you have sunscreen on. <laughs> you because will cook. You'll well, come out I, looking like a lobster.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a problem. You get these snowbirds down here, and they can, they can tolerate this temperature. And they get out there and lay around on those blazing white sands of uh, the West Coast beaches. And they're like, oh, it feels great out here. It's wonderful. I'm going to take my shirt off.
3: Yeah, next thing you know. They're, they're at the emergency there. room <laughs> hey, at 7 p.m. Yeah. I get
1: I moved. I need a shot. They
3: somebody. go see they go see my brother because he's over at Morton Plant. He's like, Yeah, dummy, guess what? <laughs>
1: Give me a shot. Uh <laughs> speaking of being in weird places, dude, I had to text you this last night. Uh, I was as I was watching the Diaz. Somebody logged in on the uh webpage from uh the uh African coast off uh the west coast of Africa off of an island. And when I went to go see where it was, it was it said unnamed
3: Malabo or whatever. It was
1: like unknown or uh, unknown name or whatever it was. So I had Slick go and try to find it this morning. I'm just wondering to myself what what did you come up with? Do you think you've narrowed it down? Because I think there's like four major islands off the west coast of. So
2: using all my powers and military connections, here we go. I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, great! It's uh, I feel so I, much I, more comfortable with you in the military <laughs> now. <laughs> I it's. Malibu. Malibu. It's some kind of like island right there off the, uh, like you said, the west coast of Africa. It's got like four different, five different names just for it alone. I think those are like city names. There's a reservation. I was
3: say, look how big that reservation is, too. Yeah.
2: It makes me wonder what's out there. How right?
1: in the world did those people find us? In, in the entire world. They were
2: like, world. you know what? I, I need to go hunt a
3: lion.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I need some lion. tips on how
3: to hunt a lion.
1: I don't think there's any island of uh, lions on that island. That's for sure. I, I
3: guarantee you that reservation is probably full of all kinds of well, fun that's, stuff.
2: That's the thing too is like a lot of people don't realize like the big game hunting that you see people go overseas. They're actually hunting nuisance animals that are causing problems. They're either for harassing, some. yeah, the, and that's that's how the countries get a lot of their money back. Is you know giant game hunt. So that's probably where they were. They were probably listening to you guys. I'm wondering if they can. Get us in on some kind of big game hunt. Maybe we can go shoot like a, a nasty lion or something.
1: I know a couple of guys. I know a couple of dudes that run some um, some hunt areas down in uh, Africa. I
2: thought you were gonna say you know Carol Baskins. <laughs> their,
1: their only problem was um, dated or political twice. when it when uh, it was getting crazy well, out there, and they were trying to get the heck out of the country. Well,
3: don't you remember we got invited to go do a hunt in Africa?
1: Yeah, I don't. In, I, don't I
3: don't do Africa. No, in Somalia. Yeah, I'm not going to. Remember, remember that hunt that we got oh, invited yeah. to? What was the
1: name <laughs> of that place? Barefoot?
3: Was ah, it Barefoot Tours? It's something. Was it? I think so. It was something.
1: Literally, uh, Slick, seriously, we got invited to go to uh, get on a Monster Panga or something out there off the uh, east coast of Africa. I've been there. And basically, you pay to hunt pirates.
2: You don't even have to pay me. That just sounds awesome. Can I like, yeah. have my own like, little pirate crew that hunts Tr- other pirates? Tr- hold on.
3: Trust me. We, we thought about that one long and hard. We're like, should we do it? No. Let's do it. We're no, talking about
1: literal. No, I'm talking about where you literally, they put you on the front on a gun, and <laughs> a, a 50 cal or a 20 millimeter cannon, and you basically ride around and you run escort for these ships. And if you encounter a Somali pirate, you get to open fire on these people yeah. and kill human beings.
3: I mean, seriously. Well, they were
1: doing these tours. They called us yeah. on the show, well, and they we, we like, had
3: them. We had the guy on the show this with that, us. That was barefoot? I think it, it was, was something. like I know he was on the show, and we talked about. There's it There's nothing on the more show.
2: American than that. Uh, you get to shoot guns and like hunt pirates and stuff. I don't know, man. That just sounds like everything I wanted the army to be. I don't. I don't
1: <laughs> you know, we were sitting there talking about it. And I'm like, you know, going out and killing a big monster buck is one thing, but those. I understand what they're doing is not right yeah. and everything else, but to pay. To have the opportunity to literally go out and take a human life, no. ah, we were like, no. eh, "I'm just
3: not. We're not." Well, into well, it hold on. Too. We thought long and hard. Then we thought about, but well, what if they shoot back? <laughs> You keep firing.
0: You put rounds downrange. Fire
2: superiority. Yeah. That's where
3: Slick's profile
2: has a better chance than <laughs> our profile.
0: <laughs>
2: Everybody I- else is ducking down in the boat. There I am, screaming like Wilhelm.
1: Ah! I'm going to go ahead and just uh, assume that uh, they're probably no longer in business. I would assume that Because as well. uh, I think that uh, the vast majority of large uh, shipping companies either hire their own, you know, armed crews yeah, and this that, and the other thing you think
3: the owner of uh what is it uh, uh what's the the guy who goes hunting all the time uh that's the, a lot of the restu- j- no news. the restaurant guy um uh um, jimmy, John? jimmy john's. johns you think yeah. the guy jimmy johns gets all the grief can you imagine oh yeah <laughs> no. oh yeah
2: i don't know i think i i think the whole twitter verse would actually be kind of happy if you showed instead of showing up with shooting an animal you'd shot like a pirate or something well probably not at least they had the ability yeah. to shoot back. <laughs> I'm tell, like, I, people give, give big game hunting like that Such a bad name But there's like even a, certain, Like elephants and stuff like that There are bull elephants That are doing more are damage nasty. Than do good Yeah Hippopotamuses is, And rhinos Hippopotamuses and, uh, Hippopotamuses hippos. <laughs>
1: Plural hippos <laughs> So I don't know That's one of those That's a touchy subject uh, yeah, I, You know, is. I don't have any desire To shoot an elephant Because I always look at things That I'm going to eat and I yeah. I don't know how long it would take me, and that would just seem like a big waste well, of. You uh, wouldn't be
0: able to bring it back, but exactly. For those that, there are a lot of people; those villages do get to eat those elephants. Sure, so they it's do. It's not like the elephant meat was not not going to somebody who's going to consume it. But, but, uh, but that I for, don't for have me any it, desire to go do that. that, that no, you
1: know. no. I mean, uh, if. If I have a desire, it would be for the animals that I could go and shoot down in Texas on a regular basis. So, uh, you know, if I want a gemsbach or a Sable or any of these other things that I would go and shoot,
3: uh, i just go to Texas and, if get, I'm going and to I Texas, get to keep the meat. If I'm going to Texas, I'm going in a helicopter and I'm going yeah, the, by the helicopter. Yeah, all I want right? to do the Ted Nugent me, thing. That, that like I the minigun
2: be, and oh, everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> Huey. <laughs> That'd be so fun. <laughs> it, no one calls it a Huey anymore. Listen here, Magnum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Magnum. I'm, I'm down. Dig you want to go? Yo, go? Let's go. Bro. Yeah, you don't want to go. I
2: either want to do that and go elk hunting or moose hunting. I'd love to hunt a moose <laughs> and a bear. Like with a with list a, with of things a, I want to hunt.
1: With a minigun. Hey, Alan. Good morning. How you doing, my friend? Gentlemen, how are you? We're good. We're trying to dissuade these guys from going out and doing stupid things. That's all we're trying to do.
4: Yeah, I, I did some uh some checking with King Sailfish mount. It is like a hundred dollars cheaper to mount a Somali replica than it is uh, like a six and a half foot tarpon. <laughs>
2: so if I get him mounted, can I have his hand like in the perfect place of like a beer can so that way I can put perfect. my beer right there?
4: So you're saying well, the there's actually part is getting the getting the teeth to match up. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. Uh I just you know, to me it just it was intriguing. But it was not something that I would want to probably ever go and do. So, wow,
4: yeah. I can't. I can't imagine that business meeting where they all sit around shooting at around the room. Well, look, how can we make a few dollars? I oh, oh, will go on pirates. Yeah, oh, yeah, great job, Bill. I, I, I think. I think these <laughs> I like guys. How it's Bill George's idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll just call up some of our guide friends and see if they've got a boat we could use. Uh, that kind of thing. They were based. Oh, they were based out of. Uh, It it was down south of uh, Somalia because they would run out into that shipping lane out there, and they would run, uh, do the runs out there. So we
4: can you can you imagine they have a problem with us shooting coyotes here? Can you imagine? Yeah, (laughs) really.
2: Well, think about it. It's cheaper than running security because a security guy—you got—he's armed and all that. You got to pay his insurance versus yeah. you're paying me to come and out I- and fire my guns and do the protection job that I'm getting paid to do anyway. Our our,
3: our deal was all we had to do was get Just show there.
2: up.
1: That's all we had to do. And They out. said, "Dude, if you get here, we'll put you on a boat and you'll go." And uh, we were looking at it, going, "So how do you even get to, uh, to that side of Africa from Florida?" And <laughs> we were like yeah. trying to—we're uh, literally playing it through our heads, like. Well, you know they're going to ship us to California first and then from California to who knows where and I don't know where you would go from there and then uh, I think that
2: guy's on third base. I, I, yeah, right.
1: exactly. Or you got go to go at least to New York and then from New York to England or whatever. And then you got to yeah. then you got to fly over countries where you have to have permission to fly over otherwise they shoot a SAM at you. No they don't. You know, that kind of you, thing.
2: You'll go so to get to Djibouti because I was I was over there for a year. Uh, we went from is Djibouti
1: on the same side yeah, as Somalia?
2: It, yeah, we're it's uh, Djibouti, Ethiopia, Somalia, all three like right there next to you. I've been to all three countries. Okay, so if you go, who had the
1: best chili? I'm just asking. Gosh.
3: Ethiopia, yeah, Ethiopia.
1: Ooh, I bet. We oh man! Great spices there.
2: Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so you go in. Um, we flew from Texas to Maine, Maine to England, England into uh, Djibouti, right? Because Djibouti is like an international country and stuff like that. They do a lot of uh, different trades. They've got yo, hey, yeah. No, no off speakerphone there, hero. <laughs>
1: Well, so what is the flight time from England to Djibouti?
2: Uh, It was, I think, like eight hours. Like it it wasn't. It's it's pretty far though. Europe
1: is so small. I swear. Anyway, what are you doing, Alan? Are you gonna go out play today, or you work? Well, it sounds like you're working, or you're watching cops. Yeah. Well, he's on cops.
4: I'm checking, uh, making sure everything's secure here. I'm looking at the water over towards Johns Pass, and uh, it's 51 on my dashboard. 51 degrees. So I got the heater cranked up. I'm staying in the closet. The heater?
2: <laughs> you think the fisher? Hey, man, the fish are
4: cold. It's Bring a, them inside. It's a little fact that nobody speeds uh, until the temperature hits 64.
1: That is... Uh, well, yeah, because you got to let the car warm up and
4: you uh, get <laughs> yeah. warmed up. No one gets pulled over when it's cold. Boy, yeah, you have tu-
1: you have turned into a true Floridian, my friend. Congratulations!
4: Uh, you know, oh, well, he, well, he's you am that now. I know. I'm a native Floridian. He's I just have been around the world a bit. I know, he,
1: but he lost his mojo for a while when he had to go run around up there in Cheeseland. So then he came yeah, back and then <laughs> yeah, I went to
4: the land of the big deer for ten years. And then but, he had uh, to
1: thin that blood back out. So he's back to so his he's, he's, yeah. He's, he's slowly you know getting what?
4: It is an adjustment, because I can remember going outside when it was 30 degrees and shorts and grilling, and it's just a different cold at sea level.
1: Yes, it, immensely. We tried to explain that to our listeners, but people just don't
3: That Humidity just kind of gets to the bone, man. It just
4: yeah. I love it when I get company here in the next couple of weeks. They jump in my pool, and I'm like, <laughs> Hey, while you're in there, you want to scrub the sides a little bit? (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. There's something been laying on the bottom of the pool for the past month that I'm not getting in there to (laughs) get. So,
4: yeah, they're hitting my outdoor shower. I'm like, you're nuts. Yeah. Come on.
1: You are nuts. Well, are you going to, are you done with hunting? Are you going to get ready for turkey? I mean, uh, uh,
4: yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I keep saying I'm going to try to get back out there, but every time I plant it, something else happens. I did fish. I fished on Monday. Um, I caught some, surprisingly caught some really nice uh, mangrove snapper around the bridges. I mean, big fatties, which to me, it seems like it's a little late in the year for them, but they were there. No. And I caught so many undersized sheephead, it was not even, I mean, I just got sick of it. I finally, I said, you know, I'm just going to call it because I can't catch a legal one today. But I must have caught 20 that were 15, 16 inches.
3: At least you were catching. Yeah, really.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, you know i was i was having a good time he came, Wait a minute what's came minimum
1: i thought minimum was 12 wasn't there uh really?
4: nah, says 18
0: now oh is yeah, so it 18 yeah, yeah. you talking about sheephead a little while back they changed the rules on sheephead because people thought they were being way over harvested that's and true that, that we were decimating yeah. the population
4: you know it's funny you say that because i had a couple in the live well and i said you know what i Oh, I heard something. Let me check, and I was, "Oh, let me get them out of the live well quick."
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: because you were uh, just <laughs>
0: holding them to return them to the resource yes. at a later time when the dolphin wasn't going to take them as soon yeah, as you put so them back. Me, in. Let get, so Let me get you guys off the boat before I get in trouble. <laughs> well, now I got,
1: I got, I got to correct you because uh, my son—I remember—you know—he's a big, he's a big sheep's head killer underneath those places, and. Uh, Uh, According to him, and I know he went through all the regs and everything else, that it's still a 12-inch minimum is still in effect. I'm checking
3: fish rules. Hold on, hold on. Take a look, because I
1: think it changed it to 18. No, it's uh, up to eight fish of legal limit taken one uh, day per person. 12-inch minimum is still in effect. Sheep's head must not be taken with a double or treble. Any multi-hook rig with live or dead bait snatching is also prohibited, is what it say.
4: What's the date of that post? You can't uh, snag That's not em. a
1: post. That's, uh, that's on the FWC, job. Well, well, now I'm mad because I could be
4: eating cheap. <laughs> <that podcast>.
1: You're <laughs> damn right we could have. We <laughs> could all be eating them if you're catching
4: 18 inches. <laughs> you can't hey, snag I, them, but I you can Beer. I got fish. a couple 15-inch mangrove
3: snappers, so I was good. Yeah. Hey, hey, Fish rule says 12 inches, too.
1: FWC says 12 inches.
4: All right, well, I know where they're at. Well, left them, left them, they're right where I left them. I'll well, see you
1: after the show. Well, <laughs> let me know. I'll force my child into a wetsuit.
4: I love Bill's shirt, by the way. He looks like he's a frustrated snow cone vendor. Woo-hoo. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you
1: kids want the tiger blood? All right, we're going to take a break. Alan, thanks for the call, man. We really appreciate it. Stay warm out there, my friend. It is the Will Big be. and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be back. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors getting ready to get out of here out on the first hour. Second hour is coming up just around the Kona. Uh, as we have just discovered, Alan <laughs> from
3: this, St. Pete.
1: This is why it is so important to actually have this type of information. And if you're like me and you don't want to download an app into your phone, at Which least. It's crazy. At least. No, myfwc.com, so that you can just go get on your phone, look it up, da-da-da. Uh, in the right end, right corner, you can type in, you know, sheep's head, and bang, it'll give you all the information you need on sheep's and, head. And so. it is,
0: it, it myfwc.com is accurate most of the time. There yeah. was one time Glenn Kinman chose not to go h- turkey hunting because he said myfwc.com said the season was out, and I said it is in. And and he went with the don't believe Bill George and believe FWC and didn't go turkey hunting and uh it was open.
3: Yeah, but Bill, you gotta give the man a little credit. I mean I, I would probably have done the same thing, and I know you know the rules, but you're not gonna pay my bill when I get popped.
0: Air on the side of commission. I don't know.
3: Get that in writing right now.
2: That
0: if you <laughs> if Bill George tells you something I I wanna tell if I if I turn around and go research it and make sure and I tell you I tell you. Okay, yeah. so is that the big and wild promise, that if Bill George tells you you're going hunting <laughs> and you get fined, Bill
2: George will pay that fine? he
1: uh, But listen, I wanted to give you a little more heads up on this, because this is still out there. Because my son encountered this with uh, some friends of his, that, of course, his dad, some kid's dad told him that it was still okay. Uh, one of the questions asked on my FWC is, "Can oysters and barnacle be used for bait or chum for sheep's head? Well, and they said, well, oysters... Uh, have closed seasons, bag limits, and size limits, and can only be legally harvested in specific shellfish harvesting areas. So, uh, they have to be approved as, I mean, classified as approved or conditionally approved in the open status. And it says, so if you're even out there harvesting oysters just to begin with, you have to do it legally. You can't just go scrape that, that them off true. the side of a seawall somewhere. But, uh, and barnacles, you know, the old trick. You know, you you know, and it was like a dinner bell, all that kind of thing. Uh, don't forget, do not scrape barnacles from private docks or other private structures without permission of the property owners. So you have to uh, be careful on doing that. And so do we have permission on government structures uh, to uh, <laughs> I always did off? it
0: on certain bridges.
1: That's what I mean. Uh, I'm talking about government structures. That's county government,
0: though. Yeah, you yeah. Can't
1: uh, so if you know, that's one of those kind of scary gray areas where a lot of people are like, "Dude, that's not legal anymore." So yeah, the scenario: no, of the it's house, has yes, been, it is.
3: What if the house has been empty? Like, let's say they're Northerners and they're gone for six months of the year, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you scrape the barnacles off the boat for them.
1: It just says permission of the property owner. So you know, if you get it before they go, I guess you're okay. If they're not there, then uh, you have to deal with whatever it is you got to deal with. You know. The Karen or Ken who comes running out with his cell phone. Hey, what are you doing over there on Bernie's dock? Hey, get off of there. <laughs> right. What you scraping there? I'm going to call him right now. Hey, Bernie, there's some guy over here scraping on your dock. What do you want me to do?
3: I got lead sinkers.
1: Pachew. <laughs> Taking a break. Hour number two is right around the corner. Stay there. We'll be here. We'll be right back. Okay, Bye-bye.